one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Standing unshaken amidst the crash of breaking worlds was the sort of the tenet we strove for. And that, you know, meaning life is chaotic and it's always trying to throw you off balance. And if you don't have a foundation, if you don't have an anchor, you know, you're like a ship without a rudder. You're blown off course very easily. One of the advantages or the hacks that really is you know, rhythmia is that breath and plant medicine have a way to give you some of these higher level experiences in a very short period of time. Stress and anxiety, number one, you know, uh, if you're feeling chronic stress, chronic anxiety, uh, very likely your, your breath pattern is, is habituated to a, a, a way that induces that. All of us listening to this podcast are well aware of the importance of sleep. Sleep is when we burn more fat. We make metabolic changes that help to maintain a healthy weight set point and insulin sensitivity. It's when we produce energy that allows us to go all day long and have that high level of focused productivity and flow state to get more done and condense time and achieve our goals faster. And it's also when we clear toxins from our brain, the same toxins that have been shown to cause neurodegenerative disease, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. Our environment has changed a lot over these past few years. We're spending more time on screens than ever before. And the artificial light from our desktop computers, our laptop computers, and our cell phones has been shown in scientific studies to drive down melatonin production. Now, why is that bad? Well, melatonin is your body's sleep hormone. And when melatonin hormone levels drop, your body is unable to clear those toxins from your brain. And it's also not able to go into those deep states of REM and deep sleep where we're clearing those toxins and we're restoring the body and mind. And one of my favorite biohacks to overcome that, because let's be honest, a lot of us need to be on our devices for our work or for maintaining social relationships is blue light blocking glasses, but not just any blue light blocking glasses, because I've tried close to a dozen over the past few years and many of them just look goofy. Blue Blocks has come out with stylish blue light blocking glasses that are laboratory produced with high quality glass lenses. And they've been proven to block blue and green light, the same frequencies that drive down melatonin in the 400 to 550 nanometer range so that you get better quality sleep, your hormones are imbalanced, working the way that they are supposed to, and you wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. It's one of my favorite biohacks for optimizing my sleep. And <laughs> I've noticed that it's the only only pair that I've actually stuck with wearing. I ended up getting all three pairs. I start the day with the clear ones. I transition to the yellow ones later in the day and around sunset. I put on the red Sleep Plus Maverick ones and they've made a big shift in optimizing my sleep and my quality of life and I know they'll do the same for you. If you guys want to check it out, go to www.blueblocks.com forward slash biohacks. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S and enter discount code BIOHACKED. That's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-D to save some dough.
Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show and a warm welcome to Christian Minson. Thank you. Appreciate you doing this. We're yeah. excited to chat. Well, I'm excited to be here. So we are in beautiful uh, Costa Rica during the rainy season, as you guys can probably tell behind us. We've got, uh, we've got some water coming down. Everything is green and beautiful. And uh, we're going to be talking about transformational breath work, which we had the pleasure of going through with you on Monday. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about, you've got a fascinating backstory. You spent 10 years as a monk. Right. Tell us a little bit about your journey to getting here today. Jeez, well, that could be, that could start from when I was gestated in the womb to, uh, to this point in time. But I was let's just say, a tad pulling my daddy. <laughs> let's just say that as a youngster, uh, for whatever reason, I had a, a, an inquisitive mind and, and always seemed to see through the, the general facade of what was presented as uh, what life was all about. And I always felt there was something more. So there's always this drive to seek the purpose and meaning behind life, which ultimately led me on a um, spiritual quest. And uh, that spiritual quest led me to um, <clears throat> the spiritual master, Paramahansa Yogananda, who uh, wrote the book Autobiography of a Yogi. Uh, he came to the West in 1920 as a spiritual master from India, and uh, long story short, he created uh, an organization that promoted meditation as a direct uh, practice of um, attaining a, a relationship with God or your higher self. And uh, there was a monastic order that was part of this organization. And as I got deeper and deeper into it, as it, it really changed my life for the better, uh, I just kind of went into that monastic order, finding that it was really the, the, the culmination of what I was looking for, a, a lifestyle that was really dedicated to, to the highest purpose and meaning in life, which is our own self-realization and evolution. And so I, I practiced that for 10 years, and I was planning to be a monk for the rest of my life, but there was some, some inner drive at around that 10-year mark that was saying it's time to go back out. And uh, that was really, you know, when I really dove deep, it was, there were things of, that I needed to face in, in life to, to really up-level my evolution. And so uh, it was a hard decision, but that's where breath work comes in, that it actually helped me during this process to, to get in touch with my own emotions, to really weigh in the balance of, of a, a deeper drive what, uh, what choice was right. And on paper, you know, to stay in the, the ashram, to stay in this thing I dedicated 10 years of my life to, that I was planning to dedicate my whole life to, 
uh, was on paper, that looked like the obvious choice. But as I did this breath work and it really came out of me like a, a deep core yearning to be back in the world and, and uh, learn the lessons I needed to learn out here. So I took a deep breath and I made that leap. And, um, and as I did, I, I basically, because it helped me so much, got on the fast track to learning all of the, the techniques and tricks, um, went through a variety of seminars to learn how to become a facilitator of the breath work and become a trainer. I've been a senior trainer with the Transformational Breath Foundation for the last 12 years. And, uh, you know, this was back in 2006, January of 2007. I opened my doors for business and I haven't stopped since then. Uh, and then, so fast forward about 10 years and uh, Rhythmia came into existence and is one of the only places, in fact, the only place I know that holds breathwork as one of the, the peak experiences of the retreat. Most places might have, I mean, if places have breath work at all, they'll have it on the menu, like on the massage. You know, you can get the facial or the foot rub or breath work, you know, but, but here, breath and plant medicine are the pinnacle of your experiences uh, and um, good reason. The, the original person who was here got in an unfortunate accident that, that laid her out for a while and they needed a substitute. And so she was in my clan of, of breath workers. Uh, so I got the call. I came down here to, to volunteer for about a month. And uh, at the end of that month, I was like, hey, this is kind of a nice place. I, I wouldn't mind coming back sometime, thinking maybe I could volunteer or, or, uh, or substitute at some point in time. And Jerry said, hey, you want a job? <laughs> I said, let me think about it. Yes, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Right. So, so it took me a few months to get it together to, to be able to move out here. But what was it, November 2017, I started at Rhythmia as the director of the Breathwork program. And uh, I've been doing that ever since. Beautiful. What, what was life like as a monk? <laughs> what it would kind of walk us through your daily and, and weekly routine. It was really quite boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the outside world, the life as a monk it is pretty boring. It's a, it's a very routinized life. It is a routine. I mean, we wake up at 5.30 every day with an hour of personal meditation. Then we'd go for an hour of group meditation. Then we'd eat breakfast. All our meals were eaten in silence. Uh, then we'd have a half hour study period. Study was one of the foundational um, uh, activities that we did on a daily basis, absorbing deeper thoughts of, of enlightened masters. Then we'd go to our service position and, and this organization was the, where we were was the headquarters of a worldwide organization. So it was, most of our work was really administrative type of work. And then lunchtime we'd break for a half hour meditation, go back to work. At 4.30, we'd, we'd break for mandatory recreation as uh, taking care of the body temple was, one, again, another foundational tenet. And we, we'd do things, group sports generally, basketball, soccer, things like that. To, uh, Bunch you know, of monks hooping, yeah, playing footy. Yeah, it was, uh, we'd get aggressive sometimes. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but get a good sweat on, that was really our objective. And then, then we'd clean up, uh, have... Uh, evening meditation for an hour, have dinner, again in silence. We might have a class at night or, or private time before we had our personal meditation for an hour, go to bed by 10.30 and do it all over again. 
Wow. So am I counting right that you guys were doing about four and a half hours of meditation every day? That's exactly right. What? On average there. On Sunday, we would do a six-hour meditation from eight until two. Um, every Wednesday, we'd have a three-hour meditation. You know, So, yeah, meditation was a big part of the process. That's fascinating. <laughs> have you noticed a contrast? Or did you notice a contrast from, like, say, before you became a monk to when you started meditation at that volume? Did you experience some changes in your cognitive abilities, your states of peace? Like, what, what were some of the things that you observed? Yeah, I'd say just the ability to stay peaceful and tranquil. You, you know, what do they say? Standing unshaken amidst the crash of breaking worlds was the sort of the tenet we strove for. And that, you know, meaning life is chaotic and it's always trying to throw you off balance. And if you don't have a foundation, if you don't have an anchor, you know, you're like a ship without a rudder. You're blown off course very easily. So meditation was anchoring yourself in your divine self, remembering who you truly were so that as you go out in life and you're buffeted by all the chaos and all the drama and all that, that you you stay relatively on course. And that that really was, you know, the main difference, as well as a deep, you know, abiding a deep developing love for God, for humanity, you know, for, for life itself. So there was really um, uh, devotion and the practical, you know, discipline that was were the, the two-pronged approach to, to the meditation lifestyle. Those are some of the things that we've been experiencing just in a few days here through the breath work, through the plant medicine, through the, the community and the tribe that you guys have created Arrhythmia. It's that, it, it, it's an appreciation for everything from like the grand to the infinitesimally small and feeling a lot more uh, centered and, and peaceful and like yeah. and unshaken. Well, that and that's really the value of Rhythmia is, you know, I mean, for all you out there thinking, man, I'd love to be a monk. You don't have to be. You can come to Rhythmia and you can experience a lot of the same things it's uh, of course you know there is something to be said for the day in and day out discipline that you know that is really a life path but as far as the awakenings that come from from meditation that generally would come a lot slower uh one of the advantages or the hacks that really is you know rhythmia is that breath and plant medicine have a way to give you some of these higher level experiences in a very short period of time and that's, you know, that's what makes it very attractive to people who, who are on busy schedules, who don't have, you know, a lot of time to, to devote themselves to being a monk for 10 years, you know? Yeah, we've done a good amount of breath work at uh, various types of breath work. And my brother, even with his experience, he came here and Monday night after your session, he looked at me and he's like, I don't even need the plant medicine. I'm good. <laughs> he's like, I already had my miracle. Right on. And that's what I think is the value of the breath, really, is it? Yeah, well, I say both the breath and plant medicine are doors that open to our consciousness, you know, and, and I joke that the breath opens that door and gently beckons you in and says, hey, come on in. The plant medicine opens that door and when you're not looking, it kicks your ass in there, <laughs> closes the door and maybe even shakes the room up a little bit. Puts a broomstick through it. Yeah, right. Doesn't let you out until it wants to let you out. Right. And, and so the, they both... Uh, achieve the same result 
which is the same result meditation can achieve, which is the same result other, other techniques of, of elevating your consciousness can achieve because they're really doing the same thing. They're just accessing the divinity or the wisdom, you know, the, the divine wisdom that's within you and bringing it forward. It's not like by ingesting a, a plant or, or doing breath that some new thing just comes and overlays on you. It's all within you already. And that's, you know, that's the value of these specific tools. Yeah, I agree. What was the most challenging part of being a monk? Uh, what, what was the most challenging part of being a monk? Challenging part of being a monk? Uh, probably the, the day in, day out sameness. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, after a while, you'd like to go to a movie or go to a basketball game or, or um, play some rock and roll music or something like that, you know, and that uh, we did have uh, pretty wholesome outlets that gave us a chance to, to blow off some steam. But, you know, every once in a while, it just it's uh, again, like I said, it's a discipline, very monotonous life on the outer surface because it's really the lifestyle was really about diving inward to to um developing that inner relationship with the, with your higher self or god and the outer life was more or less a distraction all right all right all right i hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the biohacking secrets show now let's take a quick second to check out some cool biohacks from this show's sponsors this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrating, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic. And then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day. And it even decreases inflammation inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. All right. Thank you so much for making the Biohacking Secret Show podcast a part of your day. We appreciate it more than words can express. Now let's get back to the episode. 
we're going to be doing some breath work and giving people a little bit of a taste of your transformational breath work practice uh, for those people that are tuning into the podcast. So we're going to get to that at the end. But before we do, what was it that brought you into the practice of utilizing the breath for tapping into some of these non-ordinary states of consciousness? You were meditating for a tremendous amount of time every day already. Was there something that was missing? Well, you know, yeah, there was something that was missing, and that's uh, that's a well put question because that's that's just it. Interestingly, you know, meditation, as simple as it is, you know, you're just sitting there, uh, as still in body and mind as possible, is actually a very higher level activity. In fact, for for millennia, it wasn't even given to the masses it was you know these techniques were reserved for those who had gone through very rigorous disciplined uh, lifestyles and then eventually they were rewarded these techniques that then you know took them to even more elevated states of consciousness but you know through through the appeals by those who uh, you know of higher consciousness that saw the suffering in the masses they uh, you know allowed it to be distributed to the masses and through Facebook and through Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) But what, you know, what meditation assumes, this is my personal opinion, is that you've done a lot of the groundwork, meaning a lot of your, you know, that you are fairly emotionally balanced, that you are, you know, you don't have a lot of chaos going on in your life. And the average person, that's usually not true. So when you sit down to meditate, they usually sit there, you, you know, uh, trying to get the monkey off their back for the first half hour before they, you know, can even settle in. Um, so uh, a lot of what's missing from meditation is is an emotional dimension, uh, an emo- a, a, a process for clearing any emotional energy that you still haven't. Uh, worked out or integrated yet. And so that was what the breath work really did for me and what I think is is its real value in the world is that it got me in touch with my emotions, first of all, that some of these sensations I was feeling were actually emotions, which may sound strange to some people, but you know, being a man, being raised in a military family, a family that we were very demure and kind of stoic, you didn't express uh, yourself. Uh, having emotions was a sort of a new thing, you know? Then it got me, gave me a safe space in which to start to express these, these energies that I was discovering. But the third and most, uh, I think, important thing was that it gave you a way to integrate that energy. In other words, not just to express emotions for the sake of expressing them, but to, to access old stagnant energy that we've been holding on to for a while and actually let go of it, release that so that you're no longer carrying that baggage. And that, uh, so, so that helped me so much that when, when I uh, left the order, I felt like this is something that that people need to that I need to share with people with the added benefit that it's a perfect crossover to what I was doing with meditation because you know besides the emotional dimension there is a whole spiritual dimension to breath work which uh, can help you attain as we were just talking about the same levels of, of awarenesses that you can attain with meditation but it's minus all of the the religious overlay and, and so it was a lot easier to talk to 
normal people or you know non-religious people about the breath than it was to talk about meditation and this you know this spiritual path that you have to dedicate your life to and all that yeah it's a lot less of a loaded subject with uh with baggage and exactly and yet when they start breathing it all of a sudden they have these epiphanies in there and then they naturally go there how do i do more how do i you know and, and then they're hooked and and um you know, I've, yeah. I've converted many a non-believer. <laughs> I, I totally resonate with what you said earlier, because when I first started trying meditation, I was I was very much stuck in my head. And unless I worked out beforehand or did yoga beforehand, it was a hopeless endeavor. Mm-hmm. I would sit there, the, the clock would run for 20 or 30 minutes, and I would be like, I just wasted a half an hour of my day and, and didn't do it. Right. right? right. But I, with, with breath work, it feels like it helps you make that journey that's so difficult for us going from here to here, especially if you're like a type A, you know, entrepreneur or like, you know, go out and get it done type. Yeah. The, the breath work puts you in touch with those emotions and, and it's much more active than just trying to tune into sensations that you're sitting with all day long. Do you remember the first time that you had a powerful experience with breathwork, a transformational experience, if you will? Yeah, well, I mean, I remember my my most fantastical experience was when I was participating, you know, before I before I got on the, the path of being a facilitator and all that. And I was breathing. And to tell you the truth, I at that time, I was still fairly emotionally shut down and was going through this process and I wasn't feeling a lot, but almost immediately within the first five minutes, this woman sitting next to me or breathing next to me started crying and and I could really hear that she was in emotional turmoil. So I I decided I was going to dedicate my session to her and for whatever, you know, reason I thought that I could help her, you know, I I started, um, I started just visualizing my energy going to her and, and helping her resolve whatever was going on within her. And uh, so our breath started syncing up, like we, we started to breathe in the same rhythm. And uh, I always remember that because I was still a monk at the time, but I, I snuck off to this, this retreat. And uh, because a, a little bit of sexual energy started you were, you were to happen. Like, you were like a like, bad boy monk. <laughs> <laughs> I was a good monk, but I did a few things that weren't, uh, you know, probably totally kosher. Um, but we, as we, our breath started sinking up, you know, our energy started sinking up and there was this, there, there was a sexual attraction that, that happened like in the beginning. And I was like, Oh, you know, what's, what's going on here. But I just went with it. We kept going and pretty soon that started moving up the spine and, and transformed into more of a, uh, you know, heart centered energy that, and then I was, I was literally feeling like this pathway of energy going from my heart to hers. And then the interesting thing, I started feeling energy coming from, well, I didn't have my eyes open, but what I visualized felt like a ball of light about six feet above me, sending energy into me as much as I was sending it to the, um, uh, to her, I was res- getting renewed and, and revivified. So there was this sort of triangulation going on. And, um, you know, to make a long story short, we, you know, we completed the session and typically at the end of these sessions, we share the experiences and you know, go, kind of go around anybody who wants to. It came to me and I was like, do I really, 
do I really like say this? I felt like connected to her and I felt this energy and all this stuff. And, you know, are they going to think I'm crazy? But uh, I went ahead and, and uh, explained what I was experiencing. Galaxy's joining yeah, us. Galaxy, hi. What's up, Galaxy? You know, hey, uh, <laughs> Galaxy now word from our, <laughs> from our, our mascots. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely a shaman in training. So yes. uh, um, we have another dog, Kayla, who definitely came on site as a shaman, a full-blown shaman in a dog body, you know. I think Galaxy's been learning from Michaela. She's a little bit more puppy, you know, than, uh, than shaman right now. Yeah. But anyway, back to, back to the story. She, uh, I was, I was, I went ahead and expressed this to the group, you know. I started feeling this energy and all that. And as I was talking, her eyes were getting wider and wider. And then it came to her to share. And, um, she started started crying and said, you know, I felt everything that, that you were saying and I felt so much energy um, that that I didn't know what to do with it. And uh, and she and then she looked at the audience and got all teary and, and said, you know, but what what was really important is that now I can trust men again. And and so this is what she had been struggling with. What she was crying about was, you know, this, this struggle with um, some relationships that had really blown her trust off course. And and through that process, she should be able to regain that trust. And I was like, wow, if I can help somebody in this way, you know, I want more of this. And that's what that's what got me hooked on, you know, seeking further what this breathwork was all about. That's amazing. So for some, for someone who's listening and struggling with challenges in their life, what are some of the things that you've found transformational breath work to be efficacious in improving or uh, symptoms that, that, that it helps to resolve? Uh, stress and anxiety, number one. You know, uh, if you're feeling chronic stress, chronic anxiety, uh, very likely your your breath pattern is is habituated to uh, a, a way that induces that. So our our what, emotions. What would, what would that be for, for someone who's like? Basically, oh, it, it's basically <laughs> shallow, more rapid breathing, and periods of uh, long periods of holding your breath unconsciously. Like you you know you're sitting around the computer or something, and you're like, oh, I haven't been breathing for the last minute. You know, those. That shallow breathing or that, that breath hold uh, activates the reptilian brain and the, the fight or flight response. And that's, you know, that puts, uh, uh, what is it, cortisol into our system. And now we're, we're anxious, we're tense. We're, you know, like in the days when you had to run from the saber-toothed tiger, you're, you are on alert. And, and slowly suffocating. Exactly. So, and, and you know, creating hypertension and, and sort of issues that if that continues, you know, doesn't lead to uh, a good future for you. So the, the reverse is true though too, that, um, you know, feelings of, of peace and, and joy and love all have a, um, a breath pattern associated with that. And that tends to be a fuller, freer, or more relaxed and fluid breath. And this is really the, the model that we use in in the transformational breath to uh, to get people, you know, out of the anxious states and, and uh, into more peace and joy in their life. Nice. So, sleep issues, sleep apnea, waking up a lot at night. Um, that's really uh, that's something that's that's 
uh, helped through the breath work. And really, um, emotional, if you feel out of balance with your, your emotions, either, you know, in my case, like under-expressive of your emotions, or in a lot of cases where emotions get the better of people, if you got a lot of trauma or uh, suppressed energies, the breath work helps, you know, unlock the cage that's holding all that energy up and, and gives you a way to, to release it and process it. So it's very effective in, in those regards. Beautiful. So walk us through some of the tenets of transformational breath work, the way that you teach it here at Rhythmia. Well, I would say, you know, the breath comes down to three things. Basically, uh, what you do when you inhale, what you do when you exhale, and then what's happening in between the inhale and the exhale. And indeed, you could define any breath technique or pattern with these three things. Um, I use three words to help really solidify how to do this technique, and that's full, free, and flow. Full, free, flow. So full is about the inhale. We want a full inhale. Like I said, the, these, these more full breath uh, patterns induce peace, induce love, induce joy. So we want to use our full respiratory capacity from our belly, which is our diaphragmatic breathing, all the way up into the chest. Free, we want the breath to be relaxed. Um, breathing should not be an effort. Like, I mean, what I love people, people go through this technique and say, man, that was a lot of work. And that's because they're working at breathing. And, and, they're, and what's, what's interesting is you can read in people's breath uh, a greater understanding of how they operate in life. So if you're working too hard with your breath, I guarantee it, you're working too hard out there in the world. And by too hard, I mean you're putting more effort into any endeavor than uh, is really necessary, right? <laughs> and it's, yeah, uh, we often see a pattern that's called the super achiever pattern, you know, which is a very uh, aggressive, um, more, to, more central belly breath. And that, uh, you know, that's usually people who feel like they got to do it all. You know, if, it, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Or, you know, I can't rely on these other people. I've got to make sure it's all done. Perfectionists, you know, they'll typically have this super achiever pattern. Um, so, uh, full, free, so it should be relaxed, right? Relaxed and effortless. Um, we're really looking in this technique for the breath to start breathing you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we call this the state of activation, where you're putting very little or no effort at all into this process, and yet your breath is just humming along like a free energy dynamo. You know, it's just going and going. Uh, and then flow. So flow indicates, you know, what's going on in between the inhale and the exhale. And that really, this is what we call a circular breath pattern. And so a circle has no beginning or end. It's simply continuous movement. We're inhaling or we're exhaling. We're inhaling or exhaling. In other words, we're not pausing in between the inhale and the exhale. And this is significant because the pauses allow our mind to escape into either the future, where we tend to dwell in um, worry and, and you know, uh, anxiety, or into the past, where we tend to dwell in regret and shame and what I should have done or could have done. If we close those doors by keeping the breath connected, we stay present because the only place you can breathe is actually in the present. So if you're continuously breathing without pausing, it's forcing the mind to stay in the present moment where life happens. It's the only place that life happens. And uh, you know, so much of our life is spent 
outside of life where we're removed from our actual experience because we're sitting there dwelling in the future or the past. So, so by keeping that breath fluid, we stay present. It's also the rhythmic pulsation of the breath, you know, getting in this, getting in this cyclical rhythm that helps lull you into deeper and deeper trance-like states that, that will induce some of the effects that, that come with this process. Nice. So just to recap, full, free, free flow, mm-hmm. full breath in, belly, and then chest. So like mm-hmm. using all of your lungs, mm-hmm. free, just kind of letting the breath like fall away. Yep. Exhale, relaxed, you know. And then, and then flow, connecting the inhale to the exhale. So you're keeping it cyclical and in a way preventing your mind from going other places, which can happen quite easily in meditation. Exactly. Okay, beautiful. So what we're going to do is we're gonna dive into the rapid fire round. We're gonna have some fun with a few (laughs) questions here. And then for everyone that is tuning in, we're gonna go into some transformational breath work and give them a little bit of a taste, five to 10 minutes, just so they could get a little bit of the experience Experience that that you provide on a much deeper level here at Rhythmia, and uh, we're gonna have some fun. It's gonna be Sounds awesome. Good. All right, nice. Uh, Christian, what movie or book changed your life besides Autobiography of a Yogi? <laughs> <laughs> you knew that one was yep. coming. Yeah, that, that pretty much was the pinnacle book. But uh, The Matrix, I would say, oh, was the next great pick. Thing. Love it, love it. You've, you, we were talking the other day about your aura ring and some of the sleep tracking that you do. And uh, we'll, we'll link to the aura ring in the show notes. What, what are some biohacks that you personally use the most or health hacks, things for, for optimizing your, your performance? Well, I'll say that, um, I mean, Rhythmia is a place of biohacks and that I would say breathwork is a biohack, you know. For sure. um, Ayahuasca plant medicine is a biohack, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and we offer stem cell treatments here too, of which I've availed myself of, and I'd say that's a definite biohack. That yeah. Uh, so so those three are the big ones I use. And we may come back with another episode to discuss stem cells because Carrie and I did it for the first time about six weeks or so ago, and, and I truly believe that ayahuasca, breath work, and stem cells are three of the most powerful biohacks that exist. Um, All here. Rhythmia. <laughs> yep, all your arrhythmia. What do you take any supplements? Uh, I do now, based on uh, the the stem cell treatment, came with uh, supplements that are our, our uh, governing doctor had developed himself, and these are designed to address the nutrition at the cellular level. So we've got these activated cells now. We're uh, filling them with cellular nutrition. So that that and um, you know I. I eat, what is it, a quarter teaspoon of salt every morning in, in warm water. Oh, I think it helps me. Uh, we Here in Costa Rica, we have a very hot climate, so I'm sweating a lot, uh, getting rid of a lot of... Um, you know, natural minerals and salts. So keeps me from cramping up. Oh yeah. I'm, I've noticed that in Costa Rica, I am damp all the time. <laughs> like constantly feel like uh, the back of a dolphin. <laughs> Maybe not as slick. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that necklace that you're wearing. This one is, uh, you've got, this, so for the, for the I'd listeners, say this is a biohack. This is why I don't take too many supplements because it's, uh, what's called a tri vortex technology, um, tri vibamin. Um, I typically sell these at my, uh, breathwork seminars when I'm doing my own, uh, events. But, uh, the idea is that there's, there's, uh, 
vitamins encased in a carbon filament inside here uh, that have been impregnated with this trivortex energy, which I don't have time to get into the specifics, but then, so, uh, it activates the light frequency of the vitamins to travel through the carbon filaments and into my body. So I actually don't have to take vitamins. I take them by light frequency. Yeah. And have you noticed a difference since you started wearing that? Well, like I said, I, until I did the stem cell treatment, I wasn't taking any vitamins. So except yeah. a B supplement, I'll, I'll say that I'm a vegetarian vegan. So I do take a, a B complex. Yeah. That's it. And you, how, how young are you? Do you mind me asking? 51 years old. You look, you look pretty young. <laughs> I mean, you easily look a decade younger than that. Um, what's, what's your favorite piece of clothing that you own? Favorite piece of clothing? Uh, a nice, light, white, hippie type shirt. <laughs> were, you, were you wearing that on Sunday or Monday? Probably. Okay. I saw that. I was like, that shirt looks very comfortable. I need to get some simple clothes like that. Um, who's, who's one of your heroes in life? Heroes in life. Um, you know, a, a real good guy, a recent hero is Greg Braden. Greg Braden, uh, um, a thought leader out there in the world. He's been, he's been a spiritual scientist, I'd say, since the 1990s. And he came here. Uh, he was one of our um, thought leaders that, that was a guest. And he dove into the breathwork and really loved it. And then since then has had me to, to three of his events to offer the breathwork for, for his events. And I, I breathe the largest group uh, that I know uh, our clan has breathed, which was uh, 265 people in one room at wow. one time. So you talk about energy in a room, yeah. get 265 people breathing this transformational breath all at once. All synced up. That's yeah. amazing. <clears throat> I think we had to pay for the roof being blown off. But, uh, <laughs> nice. What is the most <laughs> embarrassing moment of your life? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that uh, anytime I walk into a meeting and Jerry Powell, our CEO, acknowledges me <laughs> with one of his very uh, off the wall quips that's uh, for everybody to laugh at. He's, so, he's a pretty funny guy. Yes, we'll be interviewing yeah. Jerry and, tomorrow. And, and I'm pretty much the butt of most of his jokes. So. Nice. What, what, celeb what celebrity doppelganger, doppelganger, you know, what celebrity do you resemble most? That's uh, funny. Um, that's changed over the years, but people, uh, I didn't even know who he was, but Doug Stamper from, uh, I think it's House of Cards, is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. They, yes. yes. They, <laughs> totally spot on. But he's yes. the evil guy, right? I yeah. think so. I oh, tried to wow. be the, the, the alter ego of Doug Stamper. Nice. Last, <laughs> last rapid fire question, and then we're going to take, uh, take a minute to hear from this show's sponsors and dive into the transformational breathwork. What are three things that you just can't live without? Three things. Music, you know, which uh, I don't know if my guitar and my harmonica. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. You know, recorded music, my guitar, my harmonica. Yeah, I can't live without those things. Beautiful. Well, now let's take a quick look at some also awesome biohacks from our sponsors, and then we are going to come back with some transformational breath work. All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Now let's take a quick second to check out some cool biohacks from this show's sponsors. 
This episode is also brought to you by Buy Optimizers and the Biohacking Secrets Upgraded Digestion Package. So if any of you guys are dealing with suboptimal digestion, characterized by gas, bloating, your stomach feeling distended or like it's sticking out after certain meals, if you get sluggish, if you deal with constipation or diarrhea, you're going to want to pay attention because it usually comes down to one of three things being off. The first is low stomach acid production. The second is low enzyme production. And the third is gut dis dysbiosis, meaning you have too many of the quote unquote bad bugs in your gut and not enough of the good ones. And the Bioptimizers Biohacking Secrets Upgraded Digestion Package addresses all of these root causes of suboptimal digestion. It's the best value you could possibly get if you are looking to take 30 days and turn your digestion completely around. And you can get that for just 177 bucks. It's usually 270 bucks by going to buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks. That's B I. I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to check out the exclusive Biohacking Secrets upgraded digestion package for just 177 bucks today. All right. Thank you so much for making the Biohacking Secrets Show podcast a part of your day. We appreciate it more than words can express. Now let's get back to the episode. And we're back, back live. with Hello. Christian Minson, and we are about to dive into a sampler of some transformational breath work. Okay, so I should first say that, you know, our, our, our typical therapeutic session is, is usually about an hour long of this breathing, and that really induces the most uh, catharsis of emotions, the most connection to, to your higher self and your spiritual energy. But we have a practice which we call the 100 Breaths to Joy, which is really... 100 breaths, which is about a five-minute practice, uh, which is what we'll kind of get into here and, and kind of show you what, what we're doing and model the full, free-flowing breath style that, that we operate with. Okay. So, All right. so the first thing is to get a full breath, we, we do two things differently than we normally do. We breathe through the mouth and we breathe at a faster pace. So... Um, when we start, we always start with the belly. So I want to make sure that as you inhale, your bellies inflate. So, and exhale. And you can just imagine that your belly is like a big balloon. So we're going to have you open that mouth up. Good. That's right. First thing, this is, this is why we have facilitators, is to, to help you with this process. So is there anything you're supposed to do with your mouth? Uh, just keep it as relaxed as possible. It is... Um, Sometimes it's difficult for people to breathe through their mouth, keep their mouth open. It's not the normal way to breathe. And in fact, most of the time you will breathe through your nose, but through for this process, it's good to breathe through the mouth. Uh, if it's helpful, you can cut off a bottle top and put it in your mouth. We do have more <laughs> actual medically medical devices that uh, we yeah. use here to put in, in your mouth. mouth. When we actually did the class. Yeah, that so, very helpful. so for today, we don't have those with us, so I do this. <laughs> Just remind you to keep that mouth open. And then imagine that you swallowed a big balloon. So every time you inhale, the belly should inflate like a balloon. Every time you exhale, it should deflate. Like so you, it comes from the belly rather than the chest. Yes, yeah, so we're, especially in the beginning, we're just oh. focusing on a belly breath. And this is one of the things that differentiates this breath from a lot of different breath styles. As well, this, one of the great things about this breath is that it really, as I said, every breath should ha be full, free, and flowing if you want to feel more peaceful, more, uh, more joyous, more loving. 
And uh, this, you know, is a therapeutic breath, but you can model the full free flow in every breath you take, whether it's through the nose, whether it's at a slower pace, but always try to make it full, make it relaxed, and keep it connected, or you know, don't pause unconsciously. Good, so the pace is gonna now be something like this. Good, so, so we got, you know, we got full breaths in the belly, then we wanna move it all the way up into the chest. So in, all the way up. Uh, in, good. Now, we talked about you being an efforting kind of guy. One of the things you can tell why, how you're efforting is because you can hear your breath. So the quieter the breath is, the less effort is being put into it. Because what's making sound is actually a constriction of the throat, which is effort. It's not relaxed. It's not free, right? So if, you're, if you want to be more free, really focus on, that's it, good. So a lot quieter. So let's see, step here, in and out. Now, when we do get quiet, we'll tend to slow down. So make sure you keep the pace going, but still with that quieter breath. Beautiful. So as you can see, belly to chest now. This is a good inhale. Belly to chest, good inhale. And the exhale now, nice and relaxed. So you notice they're not, they're not pushing and they're not controlling it. It should just be just nice as if it was an afterthought that you have to let go of some air in order to take another breath in. Come on out of here there. Yeah. You want to breathe with us? All right. In and out. Good. And then the connected breath. So it's in and out. As you can see, we're not pausing at the top. Some people have a tendency to inhale and hold that breath for a minute before they exhale. And, and then a lot more people tend to have the tendency to exhale it out and just be without breath for a moment before they inhale again. There's nothing wrong with that in, in daily life if you're, if you're conscious of what you're doing, but we don't want to unconsciously uh, start to um, pause for long periods of time. Good. Now, as a facilitator, we do what's called body mapping, which is more or less acupressure-style touch, which is just helping you get into the best breathing pattern possible. Good. <coughs> so in. Good. So you've got a good breath pattern. So I'd say, you know, it's full. It's more or less free. I'd say, and it's, it is fluid. It's connected. Where I'd say you have the most work is in the free part because the, the, the sound is starting to come back, which again indicates more efforting than is really necessary. So again, if you can just work on trying to breathe more silently, you're going to breathe less effortfully and eventually that activation is going to kick in where so if, as long as you're trying, you can't let go, right? It's only, activation only comes when you finally let go of the breath. And of course we can practice letting go by letting go of the exhale primarily. So Steph's got a pretty good breath. What I might do is have her breathe a little bit more into, beautiful, into her chest. So, you know, the belly activates our will, it grounds the breath, grounds uh, our energy in our body. As we breathe more into the upper parts of our chest, we're activating our heart center. 
It's allowing us to uh, get in touch with our emotions. You might even pressing some points in the shoulders, pretending like you're breathing all the way up into your shoulders. Yeah, good. So we're getting a little more volume there in the heart. So as we do this, you know, a number of things may start to happen. You may start to feel interesting physical sensations. Um, tingling, uh, tightening up of your, your limbs. Um, we call this tetany, uh, where, where it feels almost like you're paralyzed or you feel like a heavy weight. You might feel light on the flip side. You might feel hot or cold or both sensations moving at the same time. All this just means that you're doing it right. You're moving energy. You're starting to access stagnant energy and you're dredging it up and trying to get it out of your system. As well, a lot of this energy is emotional in nature. So as you're breathing this way, emotions may come up. You may relive old experiences. Now this is, this is okay because what's coming is going. What's coming up is to be released. And your, your mandate is to allow it to come up, keep breathing into it, and as, it's, as it comes to the surface, express it. If it was sadness and you need to cry, cry, but keep breathing into that cry. If it's anger, you know, you can yell and pound, but keep breathing into that. So whatever comes up physically, whatever comes up emotionally, you want to allow it to be there, but keep breathing into it. And again, in a five minute session, like we're, you know, essentially doing here now, you're generally not gonna access the depth of the, um, it, you know, emotions or the depth of the, the spiritual awakenings that can happen as you go on for 45 minutes or an hour. Uh, but for some people, you may, you may jump into it right away. Uh, a lot of people who have a lot of emotional baggage, you know, all they need is a little catalyst to just open up Pandora's box and out it comes. For this reason, you know, if you're concerned about anything coming up at all, I, I recommend doing this with a facilitator first. And that's why, you know, come to Rhythmia, do it in this group setting where you've got get people who are trained to guide you or find an individual facilitator in your own area who knows how to handle the energy as it comes up. And if you get into a, a place that, that feels a little uncomfortable or a little bit dark or whatever, they can help guide you through that. And then, you know, let's say we come to about the end of our five minute session. I always like to end by taking a big deep breath in and hold it at the top of your lungs. As you do that then, just relax. Relax your body, relax your mind, and just stay with that held breath as long as it's comfortable for you. Let your body dictate when to let it go. Your mind is gonna say, hey, you don't, you're not breathing, you need to breathe. You're gonna die if you don't breathe. It's gonna say all sorts of things that wanna let you take that breath before you really need to. So you just let the body, uh, let the body dictate it. And, um, and we're just in that state right now. So we're just like letting them, letting them be in this place. This is, this is a portion of the, the process that really can, a lot of people find an epiphany or uh, an awareness or, or just realize that they can transcend the limitation of, of breath even. They don't realize how, how long you can actually hold your breath after you've oxygenated yourself well. And that, um, you know, maybe we're not as limited 
in our beingness as we have been trained to believe we are. So I just got to keep on talking because these guys are like holding their breath for <laughs> forever. Well, Ant's record is, I think, like five minutes. Five minutes, oh, oh great. Now we're going to, yeah. <laughs> Good, all right. Well, well, he let go. And then once you let go, um, I recommend just sit, sitting with the breath out for as long as it's possible. And then when you finally start to breathe again, uh, reachieve that full, free, fluid uh, motion to the breath, you might end up breathing through your nose again as you as you start to integrate back into life, you know, out of the session, back into coming back into normal wakeful consciousness. Um, and then this stuff's still holding. Yeah. <laughs> there she is. There's that. It's that. All right, you guys, you guys really wow. did. So wow. that was, I felt that as much as Monday night. Yeah. In a fraction of the time. Nice. That it, was great. And we also had you like right here the whole time, keeping us. How do you feel, stuff? I feel so relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I could just sleep here. Well, for so the record, I couldn't get Galaxy to give me the time of day for the past three days. And now she's she's just loving this. She must, it must be it must be you guys. No, she, <laughs> she loves the camera, I think. She's a she's a camera hog. Hi Galaxy. That was amazing. Wow. I feel super relaxed. I noticed that my face almost started vibrating. It was like I could feel energy or vibration building in my body. And mm -hmm. it was like, did you feel any of that? Uh, or what were you no, feeling? I Steph? felt almost like like, it was weird, but almost like I was levitating, like floating. Mm -hmm. Like when I was in the sensory deprivation tank, it felt like it was just, I don't know how to explain it. Well, it you just felt well. like I was floating. It's almost like being disconnected from your body while at the same time being extremely connected. Yeah. 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 It's a great, it's a great process because it's very, I mean, it's very, Therapeutic for the body. Oxygen is our number one energy source. Every cell of our body needs oxygen to function, and we typically breathe at only 20% of our capacity. So we're really starving most of our cells for the, the life-giving oxygen that they need. And we just put a little bit more in. They wake up and say, hey, you know, let's get to work. And, uh, and so we feel so much better and can perform so much more uh, robustly. Uh, I was actually I, surprised too that I was able to. I could have gone longer holding too. my breath. I was just like, and <laughs> I'm not. I don't hold any records at all. No, neither do whatsoever. I. There's people that hold a lot longer than well, me. You're great though. But I mean, I could have held it in so much longer. I just, I had a fear come over me, like, oh my god, you're supposed to breathe. Are you gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe just breathe. And that's pretty typical. And that's why. That's why I always coach. You know, turn off the mind and let the body tell you when, because the mind is gonna tell you you got to breathe minutes before your body actually will need to breathe. Yeah. Plus your body will go into that fight or flight, so it will, mm -hmm. it will naturally. That was, that was super powerful. Thank you, Christian. Indeed. And, Indeed. and so for people that listen to this, to this episode, this interview with you, they did some of this little taste of transformational breath work that you gave us and they want more. How can they stay up to date with things you're working on? How can they get 
a, a deeper experience for themselves. Well, um, of course, we're here at Rhythmia. So if you go to Rhythmia.com, R-Y-T-H-M-I-A.com, uh, you'll, you'll learn about what is offered here. Um, you know, I, like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years. So I have my own website, breathflow.com. So oh, B-R-E-A-T-H-F, as in fabulous.com. L-O-W.com. Nice. Uh, and then my name is R. Christian Minson, M-I-N-S-O-N. And that, you can find me on Facebook there, on Instagram under that, on YouTube under that. And so um, all those ways are ways that you can keep in touch with the, the seminars that I teach or the different things that go on and some of the, some of the up and coming stuff that, that's on the horizon. Beautiful. The man. breathwork guru. Yeah, this it's is absolutely incredible. I haven't felt this self-cared for like than I have this week alone in, in years, a long time, a long, long time. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you do and what you guys are doing here at Rhythmia. It's, it's incredibly powerful. Yeah. I, I don't believe that there exists a more compact way for people to experience transformation in their life. And, and you guys provide so many tools. So thank you for doing what you do. And we're going to link to everything that we discussed in this episode in the show notes and uh, possibly come back with another episode to discuss stem cells if the people want it. And uh, Jerry's cool with us going there. Right thank on. Thank you, brother. Appreciate yeah. you. Thank you. What's up, guys? Anthony here. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one -on -one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one -on -one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. 
Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 